Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTS211. My name's Danny Murray. 211, it's Graham Merrow. How are you? Great, Graham Merrow. How are you? I'm, uh, I am I have uh, West Brom and QPR on here in the closing minutes of the game where they have to avoid defeat because Brentford are losing for their return to the Premiership. Uh, and West Brom are my grandfather's team, my uncle's team, and, and, and my English team. Thank you. Very good. I always remember you being uh, loyal. Well, you know, I don't, yeah, you know what I mean, towards West Brom. Having a soft spot for the baggies, shall we say. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, how are you keeping in general, my friend? Uh, yeah, all good. The week has flown through the last while, to be honest. Yeah. Which is always good, isn't it? It's excellent, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of when that happens, especially when it's the uh, the week before I go on holiday from work. <laughs> I knew you were going to stop this, you <laughs> So are we going on a two-week break because you're going around Ireland? Uh, no, no, we won't be taking a break unless you want to take a break. No, we don't, no. Or unless the listeners suddenly tweet very quickly saying, lads, just ever fuck off and take a break. <laughs> they, they don't have a say. It's their hobby. We'll do what we want. We'll do what we want. Like. We'll do what we want. <laughs> Yeah, no, no um, plans, nothing major planned. They're all, they're all just, yeah, just. Are you going away around Ireland around? Ah, uh, we might do something, but we've nothing, nothing planned as such. But uh, right, yeah, Would you bring the dogs with you? If I can get somewhere that I can bring the dogs, I'd love to. Yeah, the only problem is it's three, and like, a lot of places have like a two dog. <laughs> you know? So when I when I see your Insta story and you just uh, groom the dogs and I see their four all over the kitchen. I do be like, what, where where do you even put them for? Uber. Yeah, but can you not like just save it and put it, make pillows out of it? Do, do you know what? I'd imagine the amount of hair that comes off them, you probably could. But I'm sure the stuff that goes into pillows and like feathers or whatever, they have to be treated in some way. I could possibly... Yeah, treat them yourself. I could look into this and I could make a little hobby out of it, make me own pillows. Yeah, husky pillows. Yeah, yeah. This is sensational. I've just came up with your business plan. Oh, yeah, sleep toy brought to you by Lupo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do. They, they, have a, they have a ridiculous amount of fur that comes off, and especially when they're shedding like that. Jesus, man. The old, the old Hoover gets a serious workout. But sure, look, that's me on fault for getting three fucking huskies. Like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> West Brom are promoted. You know. Hey, there, Danny. They're waiting to see what happens in West London with Brentford. Well, sure. As it stands, Brentford aren't going to score two. How long is left in the match? What minutes are in? We're talking stoppage time here. I will then for Chase. Wait there, waiting for confirmation. This would be good for the pod, man. We're live. This is it, yeah. Brentford playing Barnsley. Barnsley 2-1. It's a 93rd minute. Yeah. 93rd, is it? 93rd minute, yeah. Celebrating yet at the Hawthorns at West Brom, so. Sorry, sorry, it's now that, sorry, my phone was clearly behind. I've just refreshed it. It's the 97th minute. You're joking. Oh, fucking up, Beth, will you? This is riveting stuff for people as they listen to Ro- Ryan Manning scored for QPR, the Irish lad. People are loving this. We're doing this live now, and to us it's very exciting. But in five days, when people listen to this, they'll be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Andy, they're going live to the Brentford match. That's great. I, I, I it's it's still 97 and a half minutes. Yeah. They're not going to score two goals now, for fuck's sake. Blow it up. 
Now, if they did score two, that'd be good listening for people. Is me having a soap me frozen Fanta, which makes an appearance in our interview later. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. He's putting that in the whistle. Yes! Yahoo! There we go. Graham Erdogan is a happy one. Get in. Oh, man. West Brom back in the Premier League. So, Merdo will have an interest in the Premier League next year. I know. We always watch the Premier League, but an added interest now. That's it. That's it. Um, we just go straight into the good news that is our guest then. Yes. Who are we speaking to? We're speaking to our lovely friend. It's our hat-trick appearance. She's the, one of the funniest people in Ireland. It's the brilliant Joanne McNally. Delighted to say we're joined by the wonderful and hilarious Joanne McNally coming back to us yet again. It's been ages since we talked to you, Joanne. How are you? Good. I'd say it's been about two years. Is it two years? Yeah, two years, yeah. Two and a half. This is your hat trick. This is my hat trick. Yeah. Is the hat trick not three, you know? Yeah, this is your third. Yeah, this will be your third. Oh, my third? Yeah. yeah, you did the live show. I did the live show. That was a weird night. I can't remember. You took that. over and you took over brilliantly. I can't remember that at all. I was obviously in a blackout. What happened? <laughs> I, don't, I, think I, ended, I think it ended with James Where Bond. Workmans. You, Dave McWilliams and Ken Early. Remember? Oh my God, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the baby documentary you were doing just before that. Yes. Yeah, and I made Dave McWilliams book me for Kilconomics while we were waiting to go on stage. Did he? No, he did. He agreed to do it and then I tried to get him to get me on. He wouldn't. That's what I do. Uh. I kind of... But then I did it the next year and it was a shit show. I'm, I, I'm never doing it again. We, we had the same experience with the Williams has track record in this. We're going to have to call him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a yes man. He's a yes man yeah. backstage. Yeah. He, he wanted us for the Doggy Book Festival about three years ago. And we were like, what the fuck? This would be unreal. And then uh, he said, yeah, just, just contact the Twitter page uh, about, about uh, two or three months before. And so we did that. And his wife runs the Twitter page and she hadn't a clue what was going on. She said, all we got back was, I'll kill David. So I was like... We? <laughs> so we were like, we'll bear out we feel so We feel so welcome, thanks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did the Dorky Book Festival. I hosted an event, um, I think it was last year. I think PJ hosted an event as well. And then yeah. PJ, PJ emailed down, thanks a mail, David. And he was like, no problem, PJ. We'd love to have you back every year, every year. And he was like, oh, thanks a mail. And I was like, right, I'm going to email my email down, thanks a mail for having me, David. He goes, no problem. <laughs> 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 I was like, we're scrolling down. I was like, where's the rest of the email? Where's the, we want you back every year. I knew you from Dalky as well. Dead, dead. Silence. That was a Dalky original as well. He wouldn't book I it. know. That's the, uh, this one was real serious though as well. I actually really liked it. I did. What did you did you do it in the end? No, no, no. 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 It was what just was like I'll kill David. So we just we you know that you know the Homer Simpson gif where he hides into the bush. <laughs> we're, we're just too embarrassed and Scarlet to follow up. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great event though. In fairness, it is. It's actually lovely. Yeah. I gigged yeah. at it last year. I actually ended up doing a show because I think they ran out of books. You know, I was doing a stand-up show. That, that was um that was at, um on the park, isn't it? Wasn't it in the tent? Yeah, Christopher's garden apparently. Well believed. Really? Well believed. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I think I think what happened was once people from Ballybrack start going to it, they realise well these people can't read, so they had to do something other than books. We need to move on. Yeah, we need to move on. 
need to evolve. This is it, you know. Unless they're going to do a whole yeah. show on pop-up books, which I don't think was yeah, right. Like, get the Lego in, get the Lego in. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie Bracker, get the Lego in. <laughs> there, lads, a bit of Jenga for you. Come on. Oh, listen. <laughs> I, they couldn't have Jenga. They'd throw the blocks at each other and all. Do you know what I mean? It'd be mayhem. Fucking mayhem. Where are you from, Barry Brackdown, Joe? Relax yourself. Oh, no, that's how I know, Graham. I'm living the <laughs> Now you're audio. Right the tree. You're from Bye. the tree stories. But they don't exist anymore, so people will be like... Yeah, oh, exactly. That's what how fucking stories? talking to you were. Tree stories Explain the tree stories, Danny. The tree stories were, uh, where hope and dreams just faded away into obscurity for so many families. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Lord of Lambie. Just ev- evaporated up the top of the house, just out through the third floor. Just like oh, keeping like, the charisma going for the first and second and got up the third. It was fucking mad. Like, right, it was like at the bottom of, of the estate, there was like literally what was called a shop van. And it was just this like, like a trailer that a woman had converted into a shop. Like she just sold everything out of it. And everyone loved it. It was deadly. But the best, thing about fun, three, yeah. the best thing about three stories was on the middle floor and then on the third floor, the, the landing had like a trap door that you could open. And the idea apparently was for like furniture, so you wouldn't have to go up the bendy stairs with it. But when you're, you know, eight, nine, ten years of age and your parents leave the house and you go, I'm not the trap door. And your brother's like, fucking right, we're doing it. I said, like, you jump. No, you jump. <laughs> Like, I'm amazed there weren't more broken ankles in our laughing you. Like, lads just jump, jumping down 10, 15. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Three stories. Great crack. Fire hazard. They were supposed to be a part of a, a, a big grand design, weren't they, for the housing crisis in the 80s? And then they knocked them down <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But in fairness, they were an absolute fire hazard, like. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just you wouldn't get that down in dockies, one. No, definitely. They're all... Just all the fake grass on the roofs and all down in Jockey, little golf courses up the top of the house. There's nothing It's like the miniature golf up the top of the house. And all. You're like, where are you going, lads? Where, where are you going? It's, it's, little windmills and all. <laughs> ah, leave your house. You're not going to eat it. You're not going to get eaten alive if you hit the main road. Like, just leave your house. <laughs> Go to Lockingstone. What's better, London, London or Dockey? What's better? Well, it depends what you're looking for. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's really nice having both. So I've Dockey as home and then London as my kind of living my thirties life where there's all the energy and the vibes and stuff. And, um, it's like, it's totally different. Like if you're going to live in the same place all your life, you want to, you kind of need a bit of a change up. That's what London was. It was a bit of a change up. And I do, I still feel like a tourist. I love it. Like I get a kick out when I cross London Bridge. I still get it. I still like take pictures of it. And I still love, sometimes the other day I posed with the telephone box, which is embarrassing. I've been here for over a year. <laughs> and I'm like still needing photos of the telephone box. And I love getting into black cabs. Like it's all still a complete novelty for me. It's like when I went to New York and I was, I was, I couldn't get even, I was taking pictures of myself with the fire hydrants and all. Now I'm not as bad. <laughs> Because with Amer- with New York, it was like walking onto a film set. You'd, you'd yeah, grow yeah. up seeing all these things and yeah. those big yellow stupid school buses. You're like, oh my God, it was mind blowing. So I still get a kick out of London, which is really nice. Obviously things are a bit strange at the moment. Yeah. But like I say, it's nice having both. It's really nice having both. And it's, it's only across the country. And do you just come home when you want to or do you just plan it? Like, is it, is it a case of gigs? Well, obviously with the yeah. COVID like that now, but... 
Well, back in when things were back before all this kicked up, I was home about, I was definitely home every second week. I was work, So what's happening at the moment is I'm trying to build in the UK, right? But I have a, somewhat of a career in Ireland. So I can tour in Ireland. I can't tour in the UK, but I do all the clubs in the UK. So actually I'm, I'm trying to do both, which it's pretty full on. Like I had coronavirus and I just thought it was because I was traveling so much. Jesus. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, t- totally had it, yeah. Had the corona, yeah. Go, hi, yeah. Had the corona. Right, where you I, like, I, I didn't know you had it. For a couple of weeks, I like. No, it was grand. I know I shouldn't say that, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was wrecked. I woke up, do you know, have you ever, you know the flu? Have you ever had the actual flu? Like yeah. not flu where, I remember when I was a kid, I had the flu and my mom was trying to hug me and I was crying because my, bo- my bones were aching. So I had what felt like that kind of coming on for two days. And I was like, either this is going to hit me like a brick wall or it's going to just float off. And it floated off after two days. Jeez, so it was me. fine. But I genuinely thought it was because I was, but while I had it, of course I didn't know, I'd never heard of Corona. I flew to Ireland on Ryanair. So I probably riddled the whole country. Ah, for fuck's sake. So you're the problem. Know. It's me. <laughs> just loving the attention. I'm like, look what I did. <laughs> you came home recently as well, Joanne. What was, was it? I did. It was, what, what did I, I was back for work. I went back for an audition and also, like I hadn't been home in three months and because the girls that I live with, they're working from home. So the sitting room during the day is gone. So I've literally been in my room for three months. Now I have a nice room. It's decent and loads of windows and stuff. But I just fancied, I actually just fancied a change of scene. Yeah. Right. And I wanted to see my mom. So I went home and I got the boat home because I, because I, I was drinking loads of wine during the start of the lockdown. So I, I grew this like Merlot head. So I was like, right, I need to get rid of the Merlot head. <laughs> I, just, I had like a baby belt. It was just like huge <laughs> and red. And I was so embarrassed. And like this, I kept doing Zoom calls. And like my head, you couldn't even see any of the back. It was just this huge head. And you're just constantly looking at your head. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Though. I was like, right, it's time to get ready for like the release you know if when we let get let back out like it's it's you need to kind of glow yourself up so i bought all these bought all these leg weights and uh started using them and then i was like right i need to keep going with the leg weights i need to get the leg weights back to ireland and i was like i'm not paying for them so i got the boat to ireland and i had to take the boat back and my mom was telling all the neighbors i got the boat because i just because of the corona and like for environmental reasons and all and because (laughs) I was like, it's also got 12 kilograms of leg weights in my, in my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get it on Ryanair. Wouldn't get it on Ryanair. It cost me the price of the plane. So I got them back and I never used them and then I had to bring them all the way back. It took me, like, rail and sail my hoop. I know it's cheap and you could be head to toe full of heroin. No, no one checked me once going back or forth. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one sniffer dog in, in, in Hollyhead coming back. But I was like, this is mad. Like, you could be literally full of gear. Not a bother. Not a bother. Um, <laughs> my boat was at 8 a.m. I got back to my house at 8 o'clock that night. It's 12 hours. That's like, I wouldn't be doing it again now. No, oh, that's a bit much. I'm just all for the, the leg weights. Oh, for the leg weights. And of course, then <clears> the corona, I didn't realize, but there was no restaurants or anything open. So it was like eight, no bar, like none of the shops on the trains or anything. So by the time I got home, I was like ready to eat my own foot so it's fine but look look lesson learned i kind of liked i like arriving it reminds me it's like very commitments it's very 80s you know but um i feel very dub when i get off the plank of the boat uh but now i'll be flying from now on i can tell you yeah <laughs> 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 
shove it up your hell. 50 quid though. I mean, I was going to say you can't go wrong, but you can't. <laughs> 12 hours, it's pretty. That's, it's, it's you can go wrong with that. It's so fucking boring. We used to do that. We used to do that going to Manchester United matches where we'd do, it was cheaper if you're doing like a day trip where you get on a coach in du- at Dublin Port, go on the ferry and from Hollyhead drive up to Manchester and the second the match was over, you're back on the coach and back to the ferry. And it was like 24 yeah. hours and it just got to the point where like, these day trips became fucking just mayhem because everyone was like, hang on a second, 150 quid to go to a United match. We're doing it. And everyone just bring a load of cans. Yeah. The driver wouldn't stop. So people were just pissing at the back of the bus and everything. And then you'd be, oh, yeah. yeah, just minging. I mean, like, I shouldn't I shouldn't write it off. I remember back in the day when the boat used to come into Deliri and it was so exciting. And I remember getting to see yeah. with my family to France and it was, we could get yeah. Burger King and it, you, you, yeah. were out, you were out like on the, what you call the it? Can, the HSS. The HSS and you'd be out yeah. on the, what you call it? The balcony or what you call it? Whatever. Yeah. It was so cool. You could see yourself coming into France, and like it, there was a time when it was grey crack, and it was really yeah. cool. But it could do with the nails, it could paint now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're on this. this it's the snail boat now. You're snailing along. See how they just escaped over there in an hour and a half and all. That's very good. Yeah, worth, it's just a bit grim now. It just needs a bit of a lick of paint, I think. Yeah, bring the glamour, bring the glamour back to the rail and sail. What's it called? They have a name for it, don't they? Bring the glamour back to right. <laughs> Leave it eight, come back at eight. <laughs> eight, leave it eight, come back at eight. Eight. Did you, did you know the leg weights? Did you buy, were they a COVID purchase? Yeah, 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 yeah. To get rid of the COVID head, yeah. Was there many COVID purchases? Yeah. Someone yeah. said to me at the start, they were like, look, don't stop spending money. You don't want to, you don't want to interrupt the flow. Like she, she read the secret and stuff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the flow, the flow. And she's like, yeah, if you stop spending, nothing will come in. And I was like, fucking great advice. So I bought so much shite. Like anchors for the wall, table lamps, a lot of leg weights, skipping ropes, resistance bands, bought a soda stream, a slow cooker. Um, Nothing coming in. Nothing coming in. Those items, though. We just like right. So you bought anchors for the walls, right? And we, <laughs> yeah. we can see one of them. Then, then like some exercise stuff. That's fine. Yeah. And then you just went into soda streams and slow cooker. <laughs> so I bought a soda stream, slow cooker. <laughs> that lamp. You can see that big lamp there. Both yeah, yeah. have, have you used so, the slow? I flowed out about two grand and flowed in about two hundred quid. So I'm delighted. <laughs> Have you used the slow cooker yet, Joanne? Not to fucking... One of the girls did, actually. That was when I thought I'd start cooking. My, my cooking skills are very bad. And I, I am... That is something I'm working on because it's all funny when, like, you can't cook in your 20s, but in your 30s, it's a bit sad, you know? Like, one of the girls... I posted a meal one time as a joke. I was like, oh, I'm bringing out a cookery book. I don't, I don't care about aesthetics. So it's all just piled up in one kind of Toblerone shaped pile of like whatever it is you know and she's like your food I find your meals really depressing I was like ah! if, uh, if Channel 4 come, come knocking and they're like Joanne we're doing a, a celebrity come dine with me would you go on it? Yes of course I would I do a gig in a bin for Channel 4 if they came at me I'd be doing <laughs> I'd be doing pole dancing and everything 
<laughs> celebrities go stripping, I'd be like, bam, <laughs> what do the big men want? What do the big men want? Um, do you say what would I cook for my for my meal? Yeah, it'll come down me. You can't cook. I saw one episode. Of, I used to love come down me where she had she had a takeaway delivered in through the back window of her kitchen. Did you see that? No, fuck off. Yeah, and the and the people at the production, everyone was going mad. The production would be like, "There's actually nothing in the reels to say she can't." <laughs> she was like, just some loophole. I guess it's just about hostessing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, that's gas, isn't it? Just a takeaway. Yeah. Because you do see them sometimes when there's a bit of bruschetta or something, and they're like, "Oh, did you bake the bread this morning?" I know. Someone was showing me. Someone was showing me a clip of. Do you know one of these kind of funny moments online, like one of these viral videos that everyone at the time saw? It just evaded me, and it was on. It was on. Come time with me, and a girl. One of one of the women won, and this guy had an absolute flip out about it. Did you see this? Thanks. Oh, what's going on here, Danny? I'm getting a delivery. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting a takeaway in the back door. I'm not, uh, what is I think, that? I think what is that? it's a frozen Fanta, lads. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't open the window because I've got neighbours who are fucking lunatics, which I've been talking about recently on the podcast. And they have the skill saw going again, Meryl. So, like, this room, is it's fucking sweltering. So this is great. So I'm you saying... Your man went mad at the winner? Yeah, he was like, well, 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 I hope you're really happy with your pathetic life. You obviously haven't seen it, have you? I, I've seen no. It. Yeah, and it got turned into a meme and everything. It went, it went far. It's very funny. He is no raging. And they're all just sitting there staring at you. You have to look it up. And at the end, doesn't he say something like, and now you can all leave? Or something? He, like, he makes a stand. Yeah, he kicks them out. Fucking brilliant. That's, it was like that wipes up years ago. I remember the little kid. Um, what was his name? Oh, Danny, remember we used to send the, the men to each other all the time. Uh, oh, King Curtis. Oh, King Curtis. Was that wife yeah. swap or the nanny? Yeah, it was a wife swap, an American wife swap, and he loved chicken nuggets. And, and, the, and the wife swap, and the new wife came in, and she was getting rid of all the, the fast food and the frozen food. And he's like, you're not getting rid of my chicken nuggets. They're good for me. <laughs> yeah, they're really good for you, yeah. Did you ever see King Curtis, John? No. Ah, yeah, I'm right at time. King Curtis, hilarious. Just, just a, a little American kid from the south who just, yeah, brilliant. Like. He's he like, was no boy. Honey, honey boo boo. Is he like a male version of Honey boo boo? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. In all, I love in all reality, Teddy. Ah, oh, stop. Honey, honey boo boo's mad. Did I hear the rumor she she done porn or she's doing porn or something like that? She probably, I don't know now. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to throw her under the bus, but I'd say it sounds like something she would do. Like the, the, the series got cancelled, money was drying up. And yeah. And kind of thing. But like, if you're in that position, you've gone from like having this massive profile, you're making all this money, and then it just gets taken away from you like that, but you, you still have this profile and you're like, right, I've got to, got to do something with this. Yeah. got to retrain. <laughs> like, you can see how, do you know what I mean? You can see how it would happen. Yeah, true. I don't, I don't actually know who she is now. I'm, like, I don't know why that's in my head. The, the, the woman probably. Those DLC programs are great for the brain. She don't know, that, for the brain. That woman now probably has never even watched a pornography. Never mind being in one. Do you know what I mean? So I'm casting. Oh, come on. Ah, she has. <laughs> She has, she's had, she's always like, she's real sex pot. Like, she's always kind of like got new lovers and all that shit. And it's hardly like they're going to give her a presenting job on Fox. So like she has to do something. 
Oh, you know what I mean? You ended up working on fucking Trump's administration at this rate, to be honest with you. Like, you know what I mean? But, oh Is God. that only people on Fox or TLC? TLC. Well, it used to be, wasn't it? I don't know if it's still on. T- I got into TLC during the lockdown with uh, Seven Little Johnsons. And, uh, Is, that the little pe- Is that the little people? Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. My it's mom great. loves that. Ah, uh, it's brilliant. There's another one, uh, uh, Little Big World, Little People, or something like that, just following that's a family. The, that's the one she watches, yeah. Brilliant. I'm balls deep in Housewives at the moment. It's like, <laughs> I didn't even know Kanye run for president. That's how out of the loop I am. I'm just watching wall to wall. What's Housewives? It's, it's, so embarrassing. it's so embarrassing. Housewives of Beverly Hills, Housewives of New Jersey, Housewives of New York, Housewives of Atlanta. Goes on and on and on and on and on. You're just hooked on them all. It's disgusting. At the moment, I start. I, I was in. I was into Housewives in New York. And then I, know, I know. It's mouth messing. Like I'm addicted. I started watching it in the morning and everything. I started lying about how much I'm watching. <laughs> I'm in the morning. I'm like, just one, just one, just one episode. And I'm like, it's. Well, and I'm worried because I. You have to keep it. It does. You, it takes. It takes no cognitive ability to do it. And I, I am worried that it will affect my career. But I can't stop. So go for the brain, like, you know That's what I mean? That's kind of an addiction. Yeah. Huh? You know, for the brain, it's, it's, it's good, but, like, long term, yeah. Terrible. And I've no one to talk to you about it. So, like, someone said, I'm messaging people I haven't spoken to in years because I've heard they're watching it and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a storyline to show it's like these it's actually it's actually kind of feminist you know which sounds bizarre but it actually it is it's like women in their 40s 50s 60s with sex lives lovers divorces there's like loads of talk about money they've all got their own businesses but they're also it's like they're scrapping and it's all tribal like girl gang stuff right. you know I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's just so addictive. Like you know, all this, all the like reality TV, like has, uh, Housewives, um, Love Island, and all that. The, people watch them in their droves. Did what do you think? Like, do you think it's because people want to be them, or just people are just interested in the, how the others live? I think it's just curiosity, isn't it? Yeah. Also, it's so it's it's drama, but it's real drama. It's not fake. Now, of course, there are parts of it that are fake and I don't actually want to know what parts are fake that would ruin it for me yeah um but it's it's like did you watch 90 day fiance or did you watch yeah love is blind yes yes yeah again it's like you're just hooked on it because they're real people and it's it's it, it's there's twists and turns every five minutes did you, did you see yourself going on love is blind neither yeah and falling in love with someone the way they did and yeah. and Going and living with someone for three months just to see how it works. I think I could fall in love with someone. I could think I could fall in love with someone if they'd seen their face, but it would take me a couple of years. Like we'd need to be chatting for like, <laughs> we'd need to be chatting for a couple of years for me not to give a flying shit what they look like. I'd need to be we'd need to have had sex through the wall, through like a hole through the wall. I like would need to be connected. I would. Like three days, I'm not going to just pretend that I can't see the problems I can see when he comes out. Somewhere, Joanne. Do you know what I mean? There's a Absolutely. There's a tabloid journalist who's just going, Joanne McNally, glory hole. I've got that in a headline. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I tell you, so I was on this dating app called Raya, which is this kind of, like, I don't know, it's supposed to be for 
it's supposed to be for celebrities, but like if I can get on it, you know, it's, the, the, the bar is pretty low. And like there's loads of people on it there. It's just like lads, women chanting their arm. But I, Lewis Hamilton was on it and I screen grabbed it to show the girls. Because there's people like him on it, you get this alert and it's like, if you, we know what you've done. We know you've just screen grabbed. And if you screen grab again, we're going we're gonna to kick you off. Oh, shit. So, so I did an interview. I can't remember who was the star or something. And I told them that story. Like I told you there, like, ha, ha, ha. And then the, the headline was, Joanne McNally removed from celebrity dating app for stalking Lewis Hamilton. And I was like, <laughs> wow. That's Cheers. Yeah. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> Bastard. It worked in my just, It was fine. You're a comic. It doesn't matter. You can work, lose all that shit or whatever. It's grand. But <laughs> did it last long in that date now? No, only because, do you know why? I was like, what's the point of me being on that? Like, I'm up against, like, literally, fucking, who said they were on it recently? And I was like, oh, that's it, I'm out. Like, Cindy Crawford or something. (laughs) And I'm there, hey! Like, you know, my picture from Electric Picnic 2003. Like, keep it alone. (laughs) They're like, oh, there's a glitch. There's a bug in the system. There's a bug in the system. (laughs) In the forest rave. Yeah, woo! Me and my girl I was like, now just fucking cut your losses, get off this thing. Oh, class. What's the, um, is there a, is there much difference between the, the dating apps in London and Dublin? At the start, I thought there was, there isn't really. Like, I mean, at my age, you know, the pill's pretty small. I, th- I think during Corona, I think people will start divorcing and there'll be a second wind, which I'm kind of holding out for. <laughs> second wind? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there to t- ready to take advantage of them all. Every divorcees? Yeah, the new divorcees, yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That's what me and the girls were saying. We were like, hopefully now, you know. But yeah, there like, will be problems. A lot of marriages won't last. When you think about it, though, yeah, because like, people who... Like, and I'll be ready. They go I'll to be work, ready. They go to work in the morning, they come home in the evening, they've had that 12 hours away from each other. They're only seeing each other for dinner and they go to bed. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're side by side in each other's pocket. No, that's going to cause mayhem. Mayhem. And like I was with uh, one of my mates went home for the, the lockdown and she was going out with this guy for like three years before she went. And like they were, you know, we never even discussed the relationship. It was just, it is what it is. Mm. And when she came back, she's like, I broke up with him. I was like, why? And she's like, well, I just never missed him. I just didn't, just like I didn't, didn't bother me that I wasn't around him. So if it wasn't for Corona, all these situations wouldn't be coming up. And that thing of like, if your relationship is a little bit rocky, Corona's going to put you right over the edge. And do you know who'll be over the edge? Me. <laughs> to rescue you. Yeah, me. <laughs> me and my single mate. I, I've missed out on the whole online dating thing. But the, you, you two have obviously dabbled in it. Is, is yeah. it as big a shit show as people make out to be? It's grand. It depends what you want from it. Like, it, it, if you're if you're not in the mood, it, it, like you can end up being very judgmental. Like, if your lights not on, some of the girls down here that I'm friends with, they live with, their lights on and they go through it and they're really positive and they give everyone a chance and then they meet someone and then they like there's a bit of a spark or there isn't, but they've had a nice evening anyway. Whereas I'm just like dick, dick, <laughs> dick, dick, dick. <laughs> so it's like Joanne, why are you on it? You clearly don't want to be on it. These men are perfectly fine. So I just came off them. But I'll go back on them. They're still there floating around. You need to be in the mood for it. It's like, it's like a job, really, isn't it? I was going to yeah, say, you know, you know, yeah, fair enough. 
you can't be bitter or jaded on it. It's not fair to anyone. If you're bitter and jaded, just come off it. You just need to take a break. Put yeah. the yeah. down. There's some times that you get, a, you, get, you get bitter people on it saying, are you like all the rest of the lads? Yeah. Oh, no, this, this is a horrible start. Like I'm special. What I can't understand is the lads who put on their profile, don't swipe right if you don't like, if you've been drinking all your pictures, or don't swipe on me if you don't like going kayaking at the weekend. It's like, dude, what are you starting on me for? Like, I haven't even matched with you yet. <laughs> Why are you so negative? <laughs> Kayak, Jesus. And I also won't swipe with anyone who says they're spiritual. Like, I have a lot, like, there's a lot of things you need to watch out for, you know. Would you go on many dates to on with it? Spirituality is one of them. What have I been on? I'd say four since I came to London. Two of them are my stand up show. Um, Did I know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I love it. What? No. How, how, do they, how do people react when you tell them that you're a comedian? Lads. Yeah. It varies. Some of them, it, it's, yeah, it's a weird job. You could, some of them don't care. Some of them you feel are a bit too interested and you're just like, oh, this is a weird dynamic because I'm old school. So like all my boyfriends, before I was a comic, I was always like in awe of them and looked up to them. And I was like, oh my God. So that's the dynamic I'm used to. I mean, obviously, I should probably save that for the couch. So then when you're in with these dynamics with these guys who are like, and what's Frankie Boyle like? You're like, I don't fucking know. I've never met Frankie Boyle. It's just a bit yeah. tiresome. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, need, I need to probably meet another comic, to be honest, which is the disaster, because they're all psychotic. But <laughs> probably what's going to happen. <laughs> you should just say you're a playwright, because you're a playwright too, Joanne. Do you know, actually, when I... Uh, I, I my I was match I was struggling with matches and I was like, what's the crack? And then I disconnected my Instagram account from my Tinder account and my matches went they flew up. Really? <laughs> my Instagram account. One of the girls like it's pretty hostile. And I was like, fair. Uh it's a shit show. I think it's a shit show now the best one. I'm just an arse. Yeah, you have to be in the mood. It's like you'll be on in the mood for for about a month once then you go off for about a month. That doesn't help. Because when you're on, no, because you're looking at other people doing all their little dates up and open uh, the smelter and all them. Yeah, you're like everyone's having orgasms and falafels except me, and I'm just <laughs> exactly here self-harming with Chinese food. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Am I back? Sorry. Yeah, back, yeah. and you did. You did miss. You're not missing out on on my date. That's the question. Anyway, you asked me. Well, I don't know. It's a bit crack. When I say I missed the boat, I don't mean it in the sense of I feel like I missed something, but more so just that, like, it wasn't around when I was in my dating days, like, you know what I mean? But I, it's all, so much of it's about chemistry, though. Like, especially, for me, anyway, like, I haven't traditionally had really good-looking boyfriends, but I've just had loads <laughs> of chem- But I've just... I haven't! <laughs> But they haven't been like, they haven't been munters, but they haven't been like, you know, tens. Um, because I'm attracted to personality. I always have been. So fizz it, and, and it's so hard. To, you can't feel the fizz online. Like I went to this lad who was really good looking and um, I walked in and the second, the second we said hello, it was so obvious we didn't fancy each other. Really? Quickest day of my life. Day of my life. How long you, like, with the leg hair, how long was it? We'd one drink and then we went. I was saying to him that I was a fan of ghosting. So, firstly, we, we met, we, we, 
met and it was so obvious. There was no sexual chemistry there at all, right? Uh, but he was sound. But so we we start, we were chatting anyway, and I was like, "Look, I'm a fan of ghosting." He's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "I just I'm, I don't want to have to break up with someone I'm not going out with. I just think that's a very cruel thing to have to do." Um, so if I go on a date with someone, I go on a couple of dates, and it doesn't work, I just want them to go away. I don't want. Do you know? And I would do the same. Read the room, like read the tone of the room. Like if a guy is kind of taking six days to write back to you, he's not into you. That's it. Move on. Put the phone read down. the room. <laughs> read the room. Unreal read voice. Read the room. And like, I've had it both ways, you know. I've had to be the one to read the room and I've had to be the one to read to the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? um, so anyway, I was saying this to this lad and I was like, you know, and he was appalled. He's like, I'm a decent guy. I'd never do that. And I'd always, and I was like, whatever. Like, anyway, the next day he messaged me and he goes, I know you don't want to hear. I know you'd rather I didn't say anything, but I'm just letting you know it was lovely to meet you, but obviously there was no spark. I was like, Brand, yeah, whatever. Like you didn't have you know, you know that's gonna piss me off now. You're making me feel like shit. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of, I'm a huge fan of ghosting. Huge fan. Unless you're in a proper relationship, then it's not ideal. Yeah. But like if you're if you're just circling the plug hole of something, I think he can just read the room. It'd be a bit good advice. Six months if you just go with somebody, all right. But like after, you know, two or three dates and it's like, nah, fuck this, then I think that's fair. Exactly. That's what I mean. A light ghosting. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like unnecessary confrontation if it's not completely necessary. Yeah. So we're talking Casper as opposed to proper poltergeist. I got it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Apparently it's all. Ghosting. It's all. It all feels like a waste of time as well. At times, you're just like, ah. Oh. I know, but then you. Know, but then I also think there's something like there's. I I don't like routine. So I don't know what I want. I hate it. Exactly. So I, I think of, would I like to be married with children now? I don't think I would. So this is, I'm obviously on some level, whether I know it or not, I'm obviously where I want to be. So I just have to kind of roll with it. But when you made the documentary about the, the baby maker, um, by the end of it, you weren't sure. At the start of it, you didn't want kids. At the end of it, you weren't sure. So where are you now? Uh, I don't know. I still don't. Oh, now, and I'm running out of time. Everyone's like, free your ads. Like, oh my God. Friends, Clauda did it, didn't she? Clauda had, she got Danish sperm. So she got, didn't do IVF. It was like, I don't know what you call it. Fake sperm? I don't know. She got self, she self-impregnated herself. Well, the Marion did it, but like, she did it on her own. And I mean, Jesus, it's not easy. I was down with her there a couple of weeks ago. Um, but she's delighted. She's like, this is what was supposed to happen. I always wanted the baby. As in, since she made the decision, she only made the decision maybe three or four years ago right. uh, to do it on her own because, you know, she just hadn't met the person and she was at that crossroads where she, she was like, this is my chance now. If I don't do it myself, that's it. And I don't not want to do it. It wasn't like she was driven with a desire to be a mother, but she, she also wasn't sure she definitely didn't want to do it. So she yeah, tried yeah. to take the chance and get it done and now she's delighted but like it's a difficult it's not it's not easy you know um all the feet just a really wanted a kid i don't think i'd ever do that <laughs> you see you don't know like i have mixed feelings on sometimes if i'm in a relationship and i'm mad about that person i be, i can i can have thoughts like oh i'd love to have their kid when i'm not in a relationship i've no interest in having a kid yeah i'm very it suggestible yeah it does whereas some women or some men outside of a relationship they're still driven to have a kid I don't have that drive. 
So I don't know. And it's shit for women. Men can like bang one out in their deathbeds. You're still fertile in the ground. That's why we have to put you in a coffin and nothing shoots out. We're like, you're literally still fertile in the ground. You know? Six feet on, they're still yeah. mashing them out. Women are like, don't look it in the eye. Don't look it in the eye. <laughs> did you, did you see the episode? Go on, sorry. Go on. What were you going to say? I was saying, did you see the episode of First Dates where the, it was First Dates UK on Channel 4 and uh, your one was four months pregnant or five months pregnant? But she got that um, um, IVF thing done. Like she was single and she's like, I just have to tell you, by the way, I'm pregnant. And your man's like, oh, like, is what, what happened to is the father? <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man's irrational. It's a vibe. Like I literally just match it. I only gave you a taste of me starter. Is it mine? <laughs> What have you done, you witch? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do remember that. And wasn't he kind of okay with us? Yeah, he was okay. Now, I, don't, I can't remember whether they went on another date or they're all, like they're all. I mean, a first date has disappointed me several times. Oh, yeah, they both say yeah. And then in the follow-up, they've never met. You're like, never don't met, bullshit yeah. me. Don't it's like bullshit. naked attraction, isn't it? How has <laughs> it taken us this long to talk about naked attraction? Oh my god, lad! Just I, of it I only seen the show for the first time about, about six weeks ago during lockdown. I was now first ah, time the show. The nuts! What? I hope they get seen by a psychiatrist before they do that. I really do. Like they, one lad was like, "I am Niall. I work in a bank." I'm like, "Well, you don't need more Niall. Who the fuck is going to let you back in the bank <laughs> with their flute just hanging out like, <laughs> like what? It's the weird, I, like." It's so odd. Who would do that? Who would do that show? Who? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. whatever about like body image positivity and all that kind of thing are just being comfortable in your own skin. I would not, for any amount of money or any perspective date, be, you know, just willing to be like, yeah, no matter what, <laughs> he flew out on telly and only afterwards he erased me face. Now that's just a weird concept. Like. If, it is if you're that if you're that comfortable in your own skin, you're a psychopath. Like no one is that comfortable in their own skin. Like I could yeah. be in bed with a man I've known sixteen years, and I'll be like running out sideways. Out the, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't want to see my ass. Like no, no one is that confident in their own skin. That is dark. That is dark and weird. And I think those people are being taken advantage of. But for the people listening, Joanne actually stood up and did the acting. <laughs> you're like behind you're like this. <laughs> Okay, cracker. <laughs> like, Joanne, you were just on all fours. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't look at me now. The light's on. Don't look at me now. The light's on. <laughs> 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 so, like, standing in, a, standing in one of those cylinders, well, like, as it zooms up and they're just standing there. I, can't, I just can't get my head around it. No. And there's loads of fucking episodes, like. There's loads. Oh, <laughs> loads of episodes. Imagine doing that in Ireland. I used to think that, um, what was that medical show that they used to go on with their problems? Sex clinic. Oh. Was it sex clinic? No, yeah. Pixie McKenna, your one Pixie McKenna used to do it. Embarrassing yeah. Bodies. Yeah. Embarrassing Bodies. Oh, it sorry, probably, Embarrassing Bodies. It probably evolved into sex. That I couldn't get my head around, but, you know, those really embarrassing infections, but I think they used to get them paid for. But then I was like, it's the, it, it was on in the UK, so they the NHS, they don't pay for that stuff anyway. So I really yeah. don't know why you'd go on. I don't want yeah. anyone to have to raise awareness for like an anal verruca. Let someone else do that. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to be a trailblazer in that world. Like, it's not my job. <laughs> an anal verruca. 
Why am I imaging that picture in that now? <laughs> uh, people are bonkers. Yeah, it's they always fun and far though, isn't it? You'll see me on one of these now. You'll see me on one of these. You'd be like, I thought she said that the cylinder come up, it'd be Joanne McNally. Comedian Joanne McNally. I'd be like, hey. <laughs> you were Anything, wait, for were work? You, Anything for work, was, babe. Was there talk of you doing a, a show with Vogue, was it? On Channel 4? There's been talk of a couple of things. I actually agreed to do celebrity first dates in Ireland, but then it didn't get made in the end. Um, oh. but that's just something I was like, that is something I would do, you know. Mm. Uh, me and Vogue are, oh, we've loads. Of, we're starting a podcast. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. starting a podcast. I know, yeah, I know. Um, so I'm doing it with her because, like, it'll be a bit of crack. I'm not great at doing things on my own. I don't have great follow-through, so I need to do something with someone else. Like, you guys know, it's nicer when there's two of you together. Yeah. yeah. I'm not great on the execution, whereas Vogue is quite good on the execution, so we're going to do that. And then there was talk of, there was pitches going around. Like, it's, I mean, it's telly. Like, until, I remember Des Bishop saying, until it's the first ad break of the show, you can't really believe anything's going to get made. So, but there's things go, are going in the right direction. I've sick. I have a sitcom in with a production company now who are like shopping it around and stuff. So we'll see. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. It is great. what it is. You just have to yeah. keep throwing shit at the wall and hope something sticks, you know? You just have to persevere. Yeah. That's pretty hard kind of advice. It's probably, it's obviously fact what Des is saying like, oh, until the first ad break. But like, is yeah. that, being in London then well it's hard like but I know it's hard I always knew it was hard and there are times when like when lockdown happened I was because I because I had like my whole yeah for if you want to like make it and I don't know what make it mean make it make make it I'm putting it in inverted commas because it means different things to different people I don't really know what it means for me yet but I want to be touring and I want to be financially independent and I want you know those things I want to do the Apollo I want to have a sitcom I don't know if any of those things will happen. So to make those things happen, you just have to work your house off. Yeah. So I was working pretty much seven days a week. So then when this, when the Corona happened, I realized, I said, God, I've, I haven't put any time into anything. I haven't put time into getting a social life in London. I haven't put time into making friends in London. I had the friends that I had before I came over and one or two comedy friends. I, quite poly with Sean Walsh now and this guy Josh Wellick. But other than that, I was like, I've really put no energy or time into this. And it was an, an it was an important lesson in the work life balance. Cause I was thinking, okay, just say I keep going at this speed, right? And just as in working every night and doing all that shit. Which is what you have to do at this stage. Yeah. And then I do end up making it. And it's I'm fifty and I'm touring and I've got nothing else in my life, only my job. Is that is that what I want? It's, like, it's probably not what I want. I need to put time into building other little networks for myself, like getting hobbies and making more friends in London and maybe take a husband, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe take. <laughs> maybe take a husband. Oh, will you be in London now indefinitely then? Yeah. 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 I'll be here till... I, I kind of like the idea of having the two places. I, I, there's nothing in Ireland for me at the moment. That's how I feel. London makes you better as well because there's so many clubs the standards so high like it's the mecca everyone comes from all over the world to do stand up in London um, you- and I have a good agent so I'm just going to trust the process see what happens and enjoy it as well that's the thing you can't keep jumping ahead of like the end result you just have to enjoy the process of meeting people and getting better and learning and my first bit of telly like you know I've started doing stuff for Comedy Central and that's cool so 
instead of going, what's next, what's next, just enjoy the fact that that's happening. Do you think, and do you practice what you preach, though? Huh? Do you practice what you preach? In what sense? Like, would, you, you, wouldn't let, you wouldn't let it get you down or anything like that? No, I wouldn't at all. Like, there are times when you're thinking, why am I bothering? Or someone else will have a massive success someone who was maybe at your stage and you'll, you'll get very disheartened and it's very you don't always see what you've done yourself so, so i remember someone saying to me once write down what you've done because the thing with this business is it's all you've just you've, it's all self-propelled no one gives a shit if i dropped out of comedy tomorrow no one would give a flying fuck i have to do it myself i have to go out and get my work for myself i have to hustle myself so to keep that energy going you need little wins if you don't get little wins every now and again you can kind of lose faith so I've had a couple of periods of time where I'm like, I really need something to happen for me now. And then I've been very lucky that something small will happen. Maybe it's that you get an audition or maybe that someone invites you in for a meeting for, you know, they want to talk to you about a sick idea. Something will happen. And um, without them, it would be very, it would be difficult to stay positive. But I'm lucky in that I haven't had a period of time where nothing positive has happened. Always little bits happen. Also, I'm a pretty positive person. So I, I see positive things when maybe there aren't. Like people keep going to me, do you ever get trolls or heckles? I'm like, no. And then someone will remind me of a time that both happened. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I just don't really absorb it for some reason. Keep, keep, that, keep that attitude. That <laughs> They're like, yeah. you've never been trolled. Everyone hates you. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, yeah. So I have a positive outlook on it as well. Now with, with yeah. trolling, uh, I know we were speaking to Eric Lawler a couple of months ago and uh, he, he, he takes trolling kind of, he, he takes it really personally. You take downtime from Instagram and Twitter. And I was talking to PJ oh. as well. He's, he's gone from all social media because of the same thing. And really? It's all, yeah, it's all getting on top of him and the news and, and people just giving out. And well, that, that is a different thing. I think the general, what's going on in the world at the moment, there's just so much information coming at you. There's just so much noise and that's overwhelming. Um, trolling as well. I don't know what's going on with Eric. I didn't know that. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. I just mean like there was, there was a couple of tweets where like they were questioning, I think, what he was doing and he was just like, ah, oh, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure that's in the post. It just hasn't yeah. happened to me yet. Plus, <laughs> in the post. it's in the post. Of course it is. Listen to me. I know it's in the post. <laughs> I know it's in the post. But at the moment, it doesn't get to me. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of on one. Do you know that way? Yeah. I'm Long on one. I'm on when I have a lot of uh, energy. Like I'm very driven at the moment. So I don't care about those things. But there will be a time, of course, where I don't feel like that and I don't feel positive and things aren't going my way. And then someone says something shit to you online, they can totally throw you. What will happen? Are there, what are comedians you, are there other comedians you watch to and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, no, they're right, okay. And it's kind of, I don't like, know, like, you know, like, like footballers would watch tape or whatever and they'd be like, oh, fuck, right, okay, right, he's doing that, that's class, whatever. Do you watch other comedians to be like, fuck the style they're doing that's that's where i want to get there like that yeah do you know who i'm obsessed with and i i i watch i watch her and i think i don't know if i'll ever be able to do that which is why i've stopped watching her because you have to believe in yourself mm. i know it sounds wanky but you do what's the point otherwise that's yeah. when you start believing stuff like i remember when i first started and um because i kind of fell into it sideways I had no confidence in myself. So if someone had, if someone had said to me at that stage, "Your shit, it's not going to happen," I would have gone, "Ah, fair enough. Yeah, I would have believed them." 
so you need a certain amount of delusion as well. That's why comics can be very comics can be very deluded, but you need it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but Michelle Wolf, I don't know if you know her. She's yeah, yeah. she's very good, amazing. Yeah, that was that's the kind of comic I would like to be. Kind of like if Amy Schumer and Michelle Wolf had a child. Yeah, I, <laughs> Michelle Wolf was. That's I, what I, I'm almost certain she supported Chris Rock when Chris Rock done Dublin a couple of years ago. I think she probably did. Like yeah. she's going a while, like you know, yeah, she's. Yeah. Horan just... Whitney Cummins are the two that I'm watching a lot, like I'm following on Instagram. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's. I love Ashley and B. Yeah, Ashley's brilliant. She's actually just winning a BAFTA. Yeah, did you watch that? Yeah, it was brilliant. I loved it. it. Brilliant! It was yeah. absolutely brilliant. I loved that. What else did I love? Game Face by Roshan Connery. I'd love to write a sitcom like that. Have you ever seen yeah. Game Face? Really no. Good. It's so funny. So, so funny. And I'm just in the middle of watching um, I May Destroy You, but that's not really comedy. Mm. But there's loads... <laughs> it's, it's very well. But uh, there's loads that you're also trying to watch telly and stuff, thinking, okay, how do you get better at this? You know, how do you write better telly? How do you write better articles? How do you learn? You, did you enjoy Dirty Girls, John? I didn't watch Dairy Girls. The, one, the only one I didn't watch. I don't know why. It was no yeah. conscious decision. I just never got into it. Right. Yeah, I know. You, you supported yeah. uh, Elijah... Schletz and whatever her name. <laughs> yeah. Eliza Scherzinger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't pronounce her second name. Like, yeah. How does, like, was that just like the Dublin thing that you supported, or was it kind of like wherever she was digging across UK and Ireland? Oh, it was just Dublin. So comics differ in how they do things. So some comics, I think probably the ones who have loads of money, but Eliza has loads of money, but she just did it a different way. Some comics will bring a support with them and that support will do all their shows with them and they'll fly them and they'll put them up. So it's a bit more expensive. And then other comics will just take a local comic from wherever, whatever town they're in and throw them up. So that's what happened with me and Eliza. That was great crack. Because I I was like, oh my God, she's like... Eliza, she's actually got a sketch show now at the moment. It's very good. She's another one who's brilliant. Yeah, and does it really? It's weird. She's not really a household name, but she's got more specials on Netflix than any woman ever. Jesus, yeah. Really? I watched a couple of yeah. Them. I went to her show and yoga, and I was like, "Oh, it's class!" And it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was kind of banging out specials before anyone else was. She's a <laughs> she's a grafter. Yeah, yeah. That's an absolute thing. grafter. Grafter. Yeah. You know the sitcom you're talking about, where you allowed to talk about that in terms of the plot or the storyline, or you want to? <laughs> no, because if it does come out, I have a lot of explaining to do, but I. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> So, look, we'll just, we'll see. Paul Howard has a, a sitcom, uh, I think. I think Sky. No! Did Sky buy it, Danny? I have no idea. Oh, so, wow, so, I didn't know it's, that. It's in development, it's called Ballybrack Boys. Shut up. Yeah, Paul's originally from Ballybrack, so it's about stories of him growing up. Oh, I forgot that, of course. Yeah, that's why he, he used to hate all the posh lads. That's where the Russell Cowakati thing came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You forget that he's actually not one of them because he writes it so well. I know, yeah. You and forget then, that's actually not his experience. Blackrock College still invite him to do opening, <laughs> speaking and all that, and the lads are like high-fiving him and all. He's like, I'm taking the piss out of you. That's so I'm funny. actually after earning a fortune because I'm taking the piss out of you. I know. Like, Paul Howard is, like, he's just incredible. 
like uh, there was talk yeah, about your work out as well so you could get a job on I'm, I'm mad about him as well but he there was talk I mean there's always there was a publisher on about writing a book and, and so you kind of have it in your head that you're like oh yeah I'll bang out a book that'd be grand and then you need to really sit down and decide what the book is and I was like fucking hell and by the time even that that whole experience while I was trying to decide what I was going to write the book what book I'd write Paul Howard had banged out another three books or something I was like his level of productivity is sharp it's a book a year I've written two tweets in a Facebook post and paused on another press trip for another book I'm like what do I feel you know and that's what you need you need productivity it's all very well and good to be able to do things but if you don't actually do them there's no point yeah, yeah. the new Ross books come out every September so he's like he's probably writing next year's one now because the, the September one's already written and the puns on the name and all. He's just brilliant. Ah, brilliant. I'm and delighted he had the sitcom. That's brilliant. Yeah, he was telling us the last time. Uh, BBC3, Sky, Comedy Central and somebody else where they were all ta- he was talking to all three. But he was p- pretty, pretty confident it was going to go into production. See, I think that there's, I think Irish sitcoms are kind of um, popular at the moment with, we've had a couple of big hitters recently. So when that happens, there becomes an appetite for it. She's like, yeah. I need to get my skates on. <laughs> I know. Because then they get tired of us, then we move on to the next thing. Do you remember for a while there was Scandinavian, like dark thrillers were the rage and everyone wanted them? Yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's what Irish comedy is like at the moment. <laughs> And we have a window and you need to get, you need to bang one out or else you'll just like be forgotten. <laughs> get on it. I know, have to get on it. That's a different kind of bang one out, Marno. Don't be just... Bang one out. Bang one out. Bang one out. Bang one out. With, with the lockdown restrictions kind of subsiding, are you, are you getting like, you know, the way they have restrictions of 100 indoors, 200 indoors. Are you, are you hopeful that any gigs will start up again? So I'm doing Waterford which is only 60 on the 4th of September. And then I have my two Vicar Streets in September. They're not going to happen as they were supposed to. Mm. Brian, who runs Vicar Street, is like, look, you know, don't give up hope. Something. I think he has something up his sleeve. But again, I don't know what that is because the, because, um, the rules kind of keep changing and you're, and you're just hoping that suddenly they're going to allow 1,200 people to sit indoors in Vicar Street in September, which <laughs> not is, a is, I know, it's not going to happen. But I've... I've I've agreed to do the Dublin Fringe, which they've got access to Dali. Is it Dali Main Park? All right. So, yeah. so we're so stuff like that is happening, and then I have a couple of gigs in the Pavilion, which haven't gone on sale yet because we're trying to figure out what Fifth Street's happening. So they're going to sell a hundred tickets a night. So it just means um, a lot more shows. I don't mind that. Like I do four shows in a day. That doesn't bother me. I just have to keep gigging because it's ge- it's genuinely like a muscle, and if you don't do if you don't use it you lose it yeah. you, need to, you need to practice you do yeah. like it, the more, it's like anything the more you're doing it the better you are at it so it'll be really weird getting back into it now in a way if i was to do my two vicar streets now having not been on stage in six months uh, like i'd feel very odd about that because you want to bring your a game to vicar street and i think i'd be just fanning around up there reading my notes i don't know i need <laughs> i need to go back to the gym and the clubs are the gym, so I really need the gym, the gym, the clubs to open again, so I can go back in there and kind of get back on form. Have you done any of like I've seen some of the comedians are doing like virtual gigs or anything like that? Have you done any of them, or would you? Because it's weird, you can't like get a reaction or anything. So like, no, I did yeah. one. I did one, which was actually a good crack, 
and I'd forgotten how greedy I was for attention because when I finished, it was, I think I could see like 20 people. You know, it's like this front row, you can see by 20. And after I finished, it was like I'd done the Apollo. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I was so excited. I was like coming off. I, felt, I was so excited. And um, that was just me sitting in my mum's kitchen. And uh, I don't know if I'd make a habit of them though, because it's all, I, it's all about energy. That's what I think. Some stand-ups are re- they just have really strong material. I'm not saying my material shit, but I'm I I just like having the crack with them and I like chatting to them and playing with them and they like chatting back and that's just something that can only really happen in a room. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if it was my only option, if I could never do stand-up again only on Zoom calls, of course I would do it. But I'd rather I'm a pure I'm a purist. I want to just wait until I can go back into the clubs. Well, it's it's all part of it, isn't it? The audience is all part of it. Yeah, it's like it's collaborative, you know. It's not yeah, a one way. Yeah. It's not a one way thing. And I think if you do think it's a one way thing, it's different. Different. Different strokes for different folks. For me, it's a collaborative thing. Yeah, I agree. I see Damo Clark and uh, Danny O'Brien were doing these like mad outdoor gigs in like the flats out. Yeah. and they looked. They didn't like, back, Danny. They did it in Cedar Court. They didn't see that, did they? Holy shit! Mm. They look deadly crack, like. Yeah, they're machine. They're uh, like I don't know if I think they look deadly crack for me now. I don't. I wouldn't like to do that. They're too hard. Like you're. Sh- that's why I have so much respect for the lads. You're shouting up into flats. You can't even hear the laughter. It's like tell you what's really hard. I did the electric picnic. Was it a couple of years ago? The electric picnic's hard because it's this huge tent. There's no walls. You can't hear the laughter coming back very much. There's a delay on it. Like all those things affect your performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of admiration for the lads, but you won't see me doing uh, gigs down at the at flats. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no way. I want to enjoy my job, you know, like I want to yeah. actually enjoy what I do. And I wouldn't enjoy that. That's fair. That's fair. I, 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 I seen some of them there, Danny and see like so I've seen the one the flats and one see the card. I'd, I'd imagine it's a different pe- preparation for the comedians to do as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say there's a little bit of kind of like, I don't know, a little bit of a rinse and repeat formula if you're doing those kind of gigs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping what's, yeah. What, what's worked in one block of flats will work in the next kind of thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't mean that in a, and it's a- I don't mean that in a bad way. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's, it, that skill set is one that once you have it, you have it. Like, yeah, and it's only it's only going to make you better. Like doing yeah. a do, doing a gig, doing those gigs are going to make you a better performer. They just not just not for me, which yeah. is to my detriment. But I just don't want to do them. Yeah, it's a bit like marriage like, second dates. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me in first dates. I always bought everyone to everyone's detriment. To everyone's detriment. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone's detriment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we've, uh, we've taken up enough of your time for a, a Wednesday evening it is Wednesday isn't it it's Wednesday of course it is yeah, yeah. Oh, God, oh, that was great crack I love chatting to you issues at the start. Um, but nice. yes, you've said yeah. a couple of gigs coming up hopefully in Baker Street and Waterford and whatever Waterford sold out in a couple of minutes yeah yeah well, I, yeah someone was like it's and I was like it's 60 it's 60 it's 60 I know, but like, you know yourself. Look, I'll take it. I'll take it. But people were going on like I'd sell out an arena. And I was like, 60 
his manager and I'll still say sold out on the poster, you know what I mean? I know, I know. People in the UK don't know the size of us. People in the UK yeah. don't know. The, the BBC don't know it's only 60 people. <laughs> exactly. Mom, <laughs> like, would you ever go back to um, Bite Me? Would you ever go back to... I don't know. Like, I... I wouldn't say never. The director, Una, feel, she's like, oh, look, I feel like that's kind of, you know, we've, it's done its time now. Um, which I was like, fair enough. But I don't think there'd be anything wrong with putting it on for a night or two, especially at the moment because I can't really write new material. And then I can, but I've nowhere to try it. So, mm. you know, usually you have to try it out in the clubs and stuff. So next year is going to be a bit weird. When gigs do get back up and running, I won't have had, I'm not going to have a lot of, well, I'm going to try my best, but I don't think I'll have a fresh hour by February, which is when, or January, which is when I start touring again. Um, so it might be something to think about because Bite Me's there, ready to go. So it's it might absolutely be absolutely amazing. It's great. Yeah, Graham likes us. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I like it too. I like it too. But I feel almost like I'd be too old to play it now. I think I'd have to give it to someone else to play it, maybe. I'm, I'm, no, uh, I don't think so. there's an important message in it, though. Do you know what I mean? And, and especially. Yeah in pandemic times and restrictions and stuff I think that I think a lot of people would uh, benefit from that important message yeah that I'm a big comedy and in any event that has Club Tropicana playing at it so I know yeah and yeah. I got the key I got the key I got, got the key, key. Yeah. yeah yeah the key, the key you're bulim- bulimia <laughs> <laughs> you're Air Max you're not wearing Air Max enough these days I know I have to actually buy a couple of pairs I know. I've kind of gone down. I'm go on, what? I designed my own on the app there tonight because it's our guys. <laughs> did you? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's to keep the flow going. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yeah, I tried to the two hundred quid. I haven't ordered them yet. I haven't haven't got the willpower to order them just yet. But no, you have to keep the flow going, Graham. You have to keep the flow going. I know. You're right. Flow. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like, like, the flow. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you one. Has which? Has Vicar Street, or is that you're waiting to see? It? Yeah. No, because it was supposed to be in April. So that's kind of all done. Like, the tickets are pretty much gone. Oh, so, okay. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah, not a whole so lot I don't we, know. Not a whole lot we can plug here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've not, this is your Instagram. Your Instagram, Instagram is the best. Instagram, Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram. Your Instagram is the business. Thank you. Instagram, drama, comedy, comedy. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Danny. Thanks for that You're reminder. Right. I look forward to seeing your custom Air Max as well. No, you've no job, Joanne. You've nothing to plug. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Lee's kitchen really is over for you, Joanne, isn't it? It is, Danny. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Lee's kitchen is happening. I'm sure they'll need somebody in. You probably will be uh, swinging out of Lee's kitchen. Jesus, this goes on. You're going to have to think of something. <laughs> your mother will have you like, back. Movement to music's and all online. You'd be like, she's lost her fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Doing spoken words through Zoom. Like, wow. Christopher's Garden at the Doggy Book Festival. Thanks so much, John. Thank you. See you soon. Love you, the bits. See you later. Bye. bye. Love, Joanne. Absolutely. Ah, brilliant. She's deadly. Always full of energy. She's um, ah, she's just she's you know like I know I know you said she's one of the funniest people in Ireland, but like she's genuinely just like just fucking hilarious. Like she's just one of the best comedians out there at the moment. And I'm not just saying that because we like her or whatever, but like I've seen her live I'd say four times now, and every time I've gone, I've left with like me face muscles in bits from laughing and smiling. 
know what I mean? That's always a great sign, isn't it? That's it. So, yeah. Um, make sure, make sure. You know what I love about comedians as well is their infectious laugh as well when like something is too funny. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I think our laugh is very infectious. There's some comedians have a great infectious laugh, and then John, who like it's not an infectious laugh; it's just a laugh that he does that annoys me. You know, Jimmy Carr's laugh. Oh, I hate it. it. Turns me off completely. Yeah, yeah. It's fake. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's it, exactly. I did a, I made an there. Um, but yeah, anyway, John McNally lads, make sure next time that, you know, whenever this fucking whole thing goes away and we can actually sit beside each other and enjoy a live show of some description, make sure to go and support the likes of Joanne and Co because, you know, the world's going to need comedy when all this is over. Absolutely. You know, enjoy it when it comes back. But that's it for this week. That's it for this week. Meryl was buzzing because the baggies are back in the Premiership. I'm buzzing because we got to chat to Joanne for an hour. I'm sure Luke. Also buzzing that Rovers are back next Friday, which is great. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. League of Ireland's back as well. And you can you can watch it all online because they've launched a streaming service, which is fucking fantastic. For, which is brilliant. Yeah. €55 Euro for all the matches. Sensational value. That's it. That's it. Meryl, where can people yes. listen to other episodes should they feel inclined? You can go on to WTSPod.com and get all of our archive episodes and our recent episodes. And you can search WTSPod on all podcast providers. Podcast Republic, which is the app I use because I think it's very uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, all of them, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can get us. You can get Danny on Twitter and um, Instagram at Andrew Murray, and you can get me at Marigan Mania. Um, until next time, Danny. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Boing, boing, super baggies.